Welcome. My name is Brad Aldridge. I'm one of the pastors here at North Bay Baptist Church. Today we're going to continue in our devotional series of reading through the Bible in a year. Today we're going to take a look at chapters 9, 10, 11, and 12 in the book of Job. Chapters 9 and 10, we read of Job's cries to God. We see Job's theology in the moment as he continues to accuse and complain to God that he has been treated unjustly. For he bruises me with a tempest and multiplies my wounds without cause. He will not allow me to get my breath, but saturates me with bitterness. Verses 17 and 18 of chapter 9. Much like ourselves, Job's theology is not perfect. However, we have the totality of God's word revealed to us. To this point, Job has only the testimony of creation, and again, that is enough. In chapter 11, we read of Zophar, the Naamathite's response to Job. This is the third of Job's three friends, where he asks the question, Can you find the depths of God? And finally, for today in chapter 12, we read of Job's response. He begins in chapter 12 and continues through chapters 13 and 14. In chapter 12, Job mocks his accusers, his friends, and then speaks of the power of God. This morning I want to read um, from chapter 9, verses 25 through uh, 35. Beginning in chapter 20, uh, verse 25, Now my days are swifter than a runner. They flee away. They do not see good. They sweep by like red reed boats, like an eagle that swoops on its food. Though I say I will forget my musing, I will forsake my sad countenance and be cheerful. I am afraid of all my pains. I know that you will not acquit me. I am accounted wicked. Why then should I toil in vain? If I should wash myself with snow and cleanse myself and cleanse my hands with lye, yet you would plunge me into the pit, and my own clothes would abhor me. For he is not a man as I am, that I may answer him, that we may go to court for judgment together. There is no adjudicator between us. Who may lay his hands upon, a, upon us both? Let him remove his rod from me, and let not dread of him terrify me. Then I would speak and not fear him, but I am not like that in myself. Here in this section, Job uh, realizes that he is but a man, and as such cannot stand on his own or even wash himself clean. All men before God are like Job, stained, uh, stained with the sin of our father Adam. Job also understands his finitude prevents him from pleading his case alone before the Almighty. He sees that there is no adjudicator, verses 30, verse 33, between himself and God, though he does see the need for one who will lay his hands upon us both, verse 33. Much like the other Old Testament saints, Job sees the need for the gospel promise. And just as the Old and New Testament saints, this promise is a gift. The gift of faith by God's grace is realized and perfected through the Lord Jesus Christ, the mediator who has torn down the wall of hostility, the great high priest who forever pleads our case, and the king of kings who rules and reigns over the nations. Job sees the need for Christ and we have the sure testimony of Scripture that assures us of the promises realized in Jesus Christ. 